Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. quick things uh, here that I just want to share. I just want to share some really, really cool stuff with you that's not even a part of my message. Uh, and the first is this. So you have heard me share a few times Sunday morning about my view of angels, which we don't have one on this tree. And uh, some of you, multiple people, I told you, like, my angel's like Rambo, okay? And that's how I view angels. I don't view them like the precious moments. And so I just want to clarify something that I'm not saying if you have one that way. I'm not, like, dissing you or anything like that. But here's what was really cool, and I consider this a big win. I had multiple people from teenage to adult email me pictures of their angels in the last week that they have placed on their tree, and most of everybody, here's what they've done. They either have, no joke, either have glued a toy sword or a machine gun to their angel on their tree. Is that not a cool win? I love that. So... So you're welcome and I'm sorry all at the same time. My wife made one. You probably saw it on Facebook. And uh, she grabbed a little doll from the dollar store and spray painted it. And, and now it sits on our treetop where it's got a sword and it's just got, you know, just ripped muscles. And makes me feel really, it gets me complex every time I walk by it. But it's, uh, it's there. So uh, in all seriousness, there's some really cool things that you're a part of and you might not even know it. So I just want to share this with you. Um, yesterday and throughout the week, a lot of people, uh, our creative team leader, who you'll learn more about her next week, that's Lynn and this team, um, and a huge team helping. I don't, I'm not able to name every person. I probably shouldn't even name Lynn, but, uh, and I know a lot of you are here this morning, um, were a huge, huge help last week, just decking, decking the hall. So we can, do, can we just thank them for that? Awesome. Uh, we also have our, our outreach team, and they, they uh, like to work on anything we can do to really be a blessing to the community. Uh, some people reached out to them and said, hey, thank you for decorating Woodbury Park. Is there any way we can do more this year? And so that person just went and decided, hey, I want to get some more lights. And the Bridge Church, we've adopted Woodbury Park, if you don't know that. And so just went and decked it out, um, paid for them herself, and then just decked it out with more lights. When you go by now, there's a few more there. That's because of us in the church and because of you. So just a huge thank you to her as well. Um, and, and then yesterday, this is the one that just, man, I tell you what, this is awesome. And so these are really crazy stories. So just hold applause till the end and then we're going to praise God for all of this. Uh, we decided to do a flash giveaway gift card uh, at County Market yesterday. And so we, we came up with this crazy idea because we weren't able to do the tree lighting and, and the food thing, which just stinks and all these different things that I think, I think a lot of us are just tired of, if I can be honest, right? Who's, who's tired of it all? Everybody? Anybody? Okay. All right. Okay. For those of you that not, you lie. But, um, but and, and yet we try to do the right thing, right? And we're trying to be the church. We're trying not to offend. And you know, whatever you do today, you offend somebody anyway. And so here's, here's what we decided to do. Let's just be the church. And so I said, let's look what we have, missions budget. Can we do anything? And I said, let's, let's give away. And so yesterday we decided to take this out of our missions budget. And we gave away $210 gift cards at County Market yesterday. Uh, kind of on a whim. We had two people in our church do this. And I tell you what, the stories came flooding in yesterday like you would not believe. Those from the people there and, and then just online. And so can I just read a couple to you? Is that, can I do that? Because this is awesome. So let me just, and some of these were really long. I just cut them down because I don't want to 
um, give you everything, and I don't want to tell you who these people are. But here's, here's just one. My husband came back from County Market and told me he received a gift card. He used it towards our son's birthday cake that he was picking up. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful surprise. This was all day yesterday. Even this morning, there's still people commenting on this just by us saying, you know what? Let's go give this away. Now, I just, can I just tell you, it only gets better. Like These wins just keep getting better. So just listen to this. Um, I thought everything you guys did was great yesterday. Uh, and, and I was wondering when I got there, why is this church asking for money? And when I got up to the banner and then realized you were giving it to us, I was in awe. Thank you for blessing and giving back to our community. And so, can I just... Okay, can, we were, I was talking with somebody that was there yesterday, and here's the deal. We want to, we, we can either let the world change us or we can change it, okay? And so, we need to continue to be the church because I don't ever, 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 ever want to be a church or a Christ follower or a Christian where the world thinks I need something from them. Can I hear a good amen? Okay? That's who we are as a church. We are here to give. We are here to give it away, give it away, give it away now, okay? Second week with the Red Hot Chili's Pepper reference, man. I tell you what, it's good things happen in the church right now, okay? Here's another one. You do so much for this community, talking about you, and you make such a huge impact. Thank you for helping to restore people's faith this holiday season. Are you kidding me? This is just nonstop. And then here's the next one. We were out of town, and I have no clue how my wife is going to make budget stretch all the way, but she does. I also uh, felt guilty for the past 13 months. Um, She took a chance on a job. It didn't work out. The cost of that job not working out and the fact that I had to keep up with two homes for her, one here in another state. The extra $10 may not have seemed like a big deal to some people, but for her, it was a huge surprise for a change. That $10 gave her a little breathing room for gas money and was an encouragement that she needed at the right time. Guys, this is what we're about. This is it. Can we, can, can, we just, can we just live this and be this all the time? Is that okay? Can we do this? Does it, it just feels good, okay? And, and here's, here's where it gets even better. So I had one person reach out to me, and, and I, praise God, I didn't have like 100, but one said, hey, I can't make, there, I can't make it there. Can you hold a $10 gift card for me? And so, so I'm like, okay, we gave them all away. I'm going to go pick up a new one. And uh, we had another family that's in need, and so I, I decided we're going to pay for groceries for them, and so we're going to give them a bigger gift card. And so here I am this morning, okay, like just a few hours ago, on the way in, about 7 o'clock a.m., and I'm there, and, and it's a, a man who attends part of our church, and he sees me checking out, and he goes, what are those for? And I said, well, and I told him the story, they're for two families. And he goes, I'll cover that. And I'm just, I, I'm like trying to not hold back tears right now. Because this is the stuff that has just been in and through our church. This is you guys. We are able to do this because you give above and beyond. We take 10% of what you give and we give it away to, to the church we're planting in Forest Lake. We give it away to missions. We give it away to our community. Because we want people to know the loving hand of God in this time. Now one last thing and then we're going to applause God. You've been holding off really well because I know some of you wanted to. I've wanted to. This is awesome. So I called Bob King and I said, hey, we've got this crazy idea. Can we do this alongside of you? Can we set up a booth with our name on it right in front? And he had some ground rules and I said, that's fine. We can do that. And, and I get a call back and, and I'm going to pick on Bob King because he called me back and Bob go and he owns County Market in town, if you don't know. And he says to me, he goes, hey... 
Um, I just want you to know, because I asked him, I said, we're going to buy $2,000 worth of gift cards. Can you offer us any discount on it? He said, no, I'm sorry, we can't. He said, that's all right. We want to give this away to our community. It's not about a price tag. It's about a person. And, and I said, uh, that's awesome. Thank you anyway. And then he called me back and he said, the county market can't do anything. But he said, I'm personally just going to cover half of it for you guys. And so can we just give God thanks for what he's doing in and through this church? Come on, man. Lord, I'm overwhelmed, and, and I just pray that you don't stop overwhelming us. May you never cease to surprise us in every way. Lord, the family that we're giving to you for Christmas, would they just be surprised again as well? We pray in your name. Amen. Hey, I know Heather talked about the tags. Make sure you grab one on your way out. And, and here's the deal. There's some things on there that are cheaper. Um, you know, there's some suggestions on price amounts. That, that's our base. If you want to go above and beyond, feel free. If you want to add anything to that tree, we ask that we take care of that stuff first, but feel free and add to it. Um, new stuff, not used stuff that you want to get rid of. And, uh, and then here's the other part of that. There's some bigger gifts on that tree tree that you'll notice and uh, uh, maybe you want to go in with a couple people or put something towards it and that's totally fine but man let's just grab all those tags have them here in a couple weeks from now so isn't God good isn't he good in the middle of just a crazy world right now he is so good and I'm just I've just been blown away so just just thank you thank you seriously for your faithfulness it's uh it has been one of the craziest years I've ever walked through, and I've talked to many pastors. I have a friend of mine who's a pastor who's in the ICU right now at Mercy. He's not doing well from COVID. Um, I have a couple friends of mine who have had to shut their doors on their church this year, probably three or four of them. And and here we sit. We're almost back to where we were pre-COVID attendance. We're, our, our giving is up, and I don't want to take any of that for ourselves. I just want us to reflect that back to God all the time, because He doesn't do it because of us. He does it in spite of us. Amen? Amen? Alright, so, alright, you ready to talk about end times? Yeah. Is it the end of the world? Ah. How many like that song? R.E.M.? Any R.E.M. fans in the house? You sinners. Alright. Uh, it's the end of the world. I, I set you up. It's all good. God came to save sinners. You're in good company. Um, let me just show you here uh, a couple a couple quotes, and uh, I'm, I'm setting you up right now. So I'm, I'm telling you ahead of time. I'm setting you up. So careful with any comments. There, I gave you a warning. All right. So go ahead with this first one. Trust the timing of your life. It's not a bad quote. It's a decent quote, right? Yeah. You know. And and please don't take pictures of these, by the way. All right. Next one. You only fail when you stop trying. I don't know if you can see it in the back row, but that's Albert Einstein. He's, I mean, he's like one of the smartest guys in the world, right? Or was? How many of you ever saw the uh, romantic comedy IQ? You ever see that movie? Anybody? Nobody. One person. Yeah. All right. Woohoo! I got one. All right. Go to the next one. Here it is. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. And, you know, love the line behind here. That's a great one. All right. Go to the next one. Good things take time. Yeah, I think, I think you, you know, seems like there's some truth in that. And then go to this last one here. Imagine with all your mind, believe with all your heart, and achieve with all your might. Now, you can leave that up there for a minute. And uh, these quotes, and if you've ever gone online, you looked at motivational quotes and different things to kind of cheer you up and all these things. Sometimes I think we get caught on these. We're like, oh man, that's really good. Here's the deal. They might seem like great quotes, but none of them are true. What? 
None of them are biblically true. Let me say that, okay? None of them are what we could bank our lives on. None of them are facts that we could say, that's what I'm going to bank on. In fact, go to the one with the lion for a second. Can you go? Yeah, this one. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Can I just tell you? I don't know how much tough I got left in me this year. And so my toughness has been surrendered at the cross of Christ this year. Can I hear a good amen from somebody? Amen. All right, you awake this morning? God forgive us for not having coffee today. Um, we can esteem that same kind of thinking when it comes to end times. Okay? Let me just say this to those of you who have been Christ followers a long time. You're the ones that drive me nuts. I love you, but you get so bent on this stuff that it makes you weird and a whack job sometimes. We don't know when he's coming back, so stop trying to figure it out. Well, this lined up and this lined up and this moon and that moon and, and this happened in Israel and this in the media and this and the... Dude, the minute you start, I just tune it all off because you're going crazy on me again, okay? How many know what I'm talking about? If you're not raising your hand... Never mind. Oh, it got real in here. But why do people get so bent out of this Christ return? Now, if you're new to the church and this is a whole new like concept to you, let me just say this. This was a whole new concept to me when I started coming to church when I was 17. The idea is a biblical idea. Jesus came when he was an infant. That's why we celebrate Christmas. He died, he was resurrected, and he was raised to life. Then he said to his followers through the book of Acts, through 1 Thessalonians, through the book of Revelation, through so many times that he is coming back again for his church. He's coming back for you and I. We don't know all the specifics. We know a few details and we're going to stick to those biblically. Otherwise, what happens is we end up making our own quotes and our own theologies. I'll give you some great examples. How many know that people have predicted the return of Christ for like ever? Yeah? Okay, here's just a few of them. 500 AD, here's one of the attempts. They believed, this was a guy, I don't remember his name, but he was basing the return of Christ 500 AD based on, ready for this, the dimensions of Noah's Ark. Okay, here's what's really funny. The dimensions of Noah's Ark were actually equated using a unit that measured between the tip of your elbow, or the tip of your middle finger to your elbow. Okay, yours and mine are a lot different, so the fact that we even line it up for that is just complete insanity. Then, I go to Bible college, I was new to the faith, you know, I'm learning all these theological things that are all crazy and new to me, and I go down to our library, no joke, here it is on the shelf, there's a book that reads 88 reasons why Jesus will return in 1988. No joke, ready for this? Right next to it. Right next to it. Same author. Don't get ahead of me. 89 reasons <laughs> Jesus has come back in 1980. Google it. Amazon it. It's, you can still buy the book. <laughs> like, Don't, but you can. They were wrong. 2000, how remember New Year's Eve 1999? Oh, computers were going to wreck it all. Y2K. Oh my gosh, we were idiots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just call it how it is, man. I mean, seriously. You know what? I didn't even care. I'm like, if the world comes to an end, it's fun. I'm beating my kids in Jenga right now. We're my wife. We didn't have kids yet. Did we? No, that was a long time ago. Here's one of my favorite ones. A person decided to predict that Jesus would return 
on the 29th of September 2011. And I'm not mentioning his name, I, I probably could, but when his prediction failed to come true, he moved the date of Jesus' return to the 27th of May 2012. When that prediction failed, he then moved the date to May 18th 2013, claiming that a day with God is like a year giving himself another year for his prophecy to take place. Here's my favorite part of the story. It shouldn't be. So I'm just in an edgy mood today. He was convicted of tax evasion in 2012 and sentenced to a three and a half years in federal prison. I just love that story. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm so carnal this morning. Um, 2012. What calendar ended in 2012? The Mayan calendar. Everybody thought something was going to happen. You know, they just they ran out of you know stuff to write on probably when they put it together. I don't know. All right, 2012. At that same time, there was a well-known TV evangelist. You've seen him. He's on all the time. He predicted that same thing following the mind calendar, and then changed his mind. And people still watch him. I, I don't understand. I'm sorry. And then comes 2020. It's probably a little more real in our our minds. We've got this crazy COVID thing that has bent us politically more than ever before. Mask, no mask, food, no food, open, don't open, you know, drive to Hudson to eat, don't drive to Hudson to eat, all these things that we go through. Just gave you an idea, didn't I? I just gave somebody a great date idea. All right? All these things, racial tension like we've never seen it before. Government control. People are worried about or they see it in different ways. The church being shut down. People fighting. Pastors fighting. And then the crazy story that I love from 2020, which my kids make fun of for me. Have you read this in the last couple weeks? The monolith story? Are you familiar with this? Anybody familiar with it? Alright, i got a couple. Alright. So you're, we, us, we can unite later with this story, right? This story's crazy. If you haven't read it, they found this like silver deal in Utah a couple weeks ago. Now you probably know what I'm talking about. Disappears. They find one in Romania. And then one ends up in California. And I'm going, oh my gosh. It's like, you know, some people are probably thinking end times. You know what I'm thinking? Some teenagers are so bored that, that they're going, I got this great idea. And the only thing that makes me mad about it is that I didn't think about it. That's the only thing that I get so bent out of shape. Okay? Here's the truth. Okay, I know there's a lot of funny with this, but here's the truth. We are living in some crazy times. None of us have ever lived through this before. I laugh every time I go on social media when I see a pastor that says, 12 ways to lead your church through COVID. I just laugh because I'm going, you never have either, buddy. Like, we're all figuring this out together. But the truth of this is, is that nothing's new, okay? There's nothing new under the sun. Solomon talked about that in the Old Testament. Here's the deal. Please, I beg of you. I beg of you. Use common sense. Common sense is really rare in our world right now. Isn't it? So let's be the common sense to those that are missing it right now. We don't have to get crazy. We don't have to put our mind calendar out and say this is when the end times are going to happen. Because God calls you and I to have faith before ever having doctrine. Faith first. Faith is not doctrine. Okay? Let's not get wrapped up in doctrine. Let's be representatives of our faith. Okay? You know, there's this movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it. For those of you that grew up in the church, how many of you have ever seen the movie A Distant Thunder? 
You ever seen it? Okay, just my wife. Good, that's good. Don't. It's on my bookshelf. If you ever want to watch the creepiest end time movie, if you're looking for a horror flick, let me know. It's horrible. Um, it's, it's, yeah, anyway. Moving on. Now we're going to get into scripture. Here we go this morning. If you're with me, say yeah. yeah. All right, good. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So I'm just so excited because I have 1919 root beer and you don't. All right. First Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm going to fly through these 11 verses. There's a lot here. Please uh, do your best to catch it with me. Paul's talking. He's wrapping up this letter that he wrote to the church in Thessalonica and he's having it read. Remember, got to remember, there wasn't a printing press, so they didn't have copies of this like you and I do. They don't have it on a version app. And so this is being read aloud to the church there. And so we want to put ourselves in their context as we read this. So he says, now brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we don't need to write you for you know very well that the day of the Lord, that's talking about Jesus' return, will come like a thief in the night. How many have seen that movie, Thief in the Night? That's the first version of A Distant Thunder, by the way. All right. Well, people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Sorry if you're pregnant. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should not surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who lack common sense. I added that. Who are asleep. But let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only way you get salvation is through Him. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you're doing. That's what we're doing today. Why do we get together? We get together to build each other up. We edify each other as we edify Christ. Thief in the night. That's what he says, the return of Christ. When he comes back, it's going to be like a thief in the night. Throughout the Bible, it says that the angels and even the Son of God doesn't know when that return is. Now, we could have a whole class on what that looks like and how that works if the Father knows and the Son doesn't, but don't get bent out of shape on that. Continue to have the faith in the fact that we don't know. If Jesus doesn't know, then how would you and I expect to know the return of when He comes back? Well, look at the signs. Look at the signs of them. Those signs, by the way, have always been there throughout time. They always have been there. They will continue to be there. That Nothing's new in that. Like a thief in the night. In other words, you will never know. For those of you that have a concealing carry and you've got your, you know, you're ready to go. Okay, when the thief in the night comes. That's essentially what Paul's saying. Be ready to go even though you don't know when it's going to take place. You know, and I love right here the analogy of labor pains. <laughs> Some of you don't. Um, because you've given birth before and you've seen how painful it is. You know, I remember the first time Heather and I had our first, it was 2002, it was JC, our only girl, and they had this little machine, I don't even know what it's called, but on it you could watch, you know, her, uh, her contractions go up and down on like this pain level, and I'd be like, honey, honey, you're having a big one. And she's like, I know. <laughs> like, like, well, I just want to tell you. She's like, you don't have to. Well, before that, we had this like Lamaze class, and, and they taught me these things that were supposed to work. And uh, it was where you take her hand like a popsicle. Anyone ever been taught this? It, it, don't use it. But uh, you take the top of her hand, and you like break it like those twin popsicles they used to have, and you just break it over. So i like, honey, honey, let me just grab your hand. 
And I just start taking her hand, and I'm doing, and she looks at me and goes like, please stop. <laughs> just please. Like, it didn't work, okay? Why? Labor is unpredictable. It's, I've been there, I've, I've watched it five times, okay? It's abrupt, and it's impossible to clock. And so that's what Paul's saying. Like, don't try to figure it out. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. But be okay knowing where our faith is. You're going to be okay. You see, you and I are sons of light and children of day. Well, what do those words mean? Those great biblical words. What, what does that really mean? In other words, it means that when you and I hold on to Scripture as truth, even when darkness happens, we'll be okay. Has anything dark happened in 2020? Uh, are we still holding on to our faith? Or has our faith wavered? Be awake and be sober, Paul talks about. You know, in other words, he's not just saying, okay, well, here, here's a list of things you can't do, a list of things you can't Don't get drunk, don't do that. No, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, we're set apart. You and I as a Christ follower. Saying, I am a Christ follower can't be taken lightly. And so are we living for Christ? Does our life demonstrate that? And let me just say that for those of you right now that are going, oh boy, I don't know if it does. Paul's not saying this for you to feel guilt tripped. He's saying that because he loves you and he wants your heart. Okay? Guilt and shame is not from him. That's from the other. The armor that he mentions here. Paul mentions armor. And he mentions armor. A whole list of armor. Different weapons in the book of Ephesians. But right here, he talks about two. He talks about this helmet. And he talks about this breastplate. And for those of you that are Bible nerds like me, I want you to notice something about these weapons. He's not talking about some Christian crusade where we go and it's end times and so let's go and let's charge. He's saying that's not the proper time and that's not the proper place. What he's saying is this right here. He says, no, 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 no. He says, remain faithful and look at the two weapons he talks about. What are they? Notice the weapons here are not offensive weapons. They're defensive weapons that he gives us. In other words, be ready, be alert. If you're a Christ follower in that day, know that you will be attacked. And so have the breastplate, have the helmet. You're going to have to be on the defense. And I love talking about the offense, but we also need to have good D. He also uses the words here, faith, hope, and love again. And he's talked about these over and over through the book of 1 Thessalonians. But what I love right here is he really emphasizes on hope. Can I just say how awesome it was yesterday and what we get to do as a church? We're having Christmas Eve Eve service here, guys, this year. We're having three services. Five, six, thirty, and eight. Do you know why? Because I have nothing better to do. No! You, because we want to offer hope to people. We want to offer hope to everybody in this community. Any person that we can touch. Why do we have Santa and reindeer coming? Because that's what Christmas is about, right? No. No. Because we want to meet people where they need to be met. Okay? We want to have a life-giving message. We're going to rock it out. It's going to be a blast. But we want to offer hope. The last thing is here. It says encourage one another and build each other up. We're doing that. We need to continue. How many know? Let me hear a good amen. If you know, we need to continue doing that more and more right now. Amen. Okay? Right now. In times of anxiety, strife, we can't go out alone. Nor should we even try. We are responsible for one another and encouraging in faith, hope, and love. And so we've got to support each other right now. Now, I want to finish this out. 
And I don't want to get weird on you, but I told you I was going to touch on tribulation, touch on rapture, and a few of those things. Now, there's a lot more scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5. For timing's sake, I don't have the time to go through that in a good conceptualization this morning. So, please, on your own, even on your way home, grab your family, whoever you're with, listen to the rest of the book of 1 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians, that's a good one too. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Last week, I did not give you all the verses in chapter 4, intentionally. I don't know if you caught it or not, but there were specifically two that I didn't give you that I want to end this whole series with. And uh, and then next week, we go into uh, really our Christmas season. So, uh, here it is, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, this is verses 16 and 17. Go ahead and read them with me. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel. What are you picturing right now? Come on, everybody. All right. And with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Now, i got to imagine, if this is the first time you've ever heard this scripture, and the first time they heard it read aloud to them back in the day, your first initial thought after hearing this is, Huh? If you're new to church, man, you're my people. Because I, I hate like Christian words, and this is like full of them. So let's just kind of like, let, let's, let's look at what it's really saying. Here it is, talking about God coming down from heaven. This loud command, this loud like an archangel. Okay, this loud command or this loud voice, first of all. Here it is, and there's nothing silent about it. There's nothing secretive about it. This is the exact opposite of why we celebrate Christmas. You remember? Where was Jesus born? In the... In the manger. Was it a very authoritative birth or was it a lowly birth? It was a lowly. Now he comes back with all authority. Now we know exactly what it's going to look like, right? No. You know what I think about often? How many of the Jews had it right when Jesus was born? How many of them were expecting the birth of Christ forever? They were having conversations. They were doing their Bible study of the Old Testament at that time because there wasn't a New Testament yet. And they all had it figured out of what it would look like when Jesus would be born. How many of them do you think had it right? And with that in mind, how many of you think us can get it right as Christ followers? None of us know exactly what this looks like. Be okay with that. Amen? Be okay with it. For those of you that like to dig into the Bible and you want to have the answers, guess what? Even the Son of God does not know when He's returning. So the fact that we can't, the fact that we think we can know, becomes arrogance. And so we have to say, God, I don't know when you're returning, but I'm going to surrender myself to you. That's what some Jews do, and now we call them Messianic Jews that believe in the Son of God when He came. Commands authority. A loud voice. Here it is. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command. The Lord Himself. Man, I'll tell you what. I want to be ready when that happens. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know when it's going to take place. You know, we got people in jail now saying when they thought it was and they had tax invasion. I don't want that to be me. I want to just be ready and faithful. Period. Okay? Whether I'm doing the dishes, whether I'm taking a nap, whether I'm mowing the lawn, whether we're preaching right, I don't care. I just want to be ready in and out of whatever season God has. The idea here, though, and this is really cool, the idea Paul uses, if you study the scripture out here, is actually this command that's the same command talked about of those Viking ships. Remember where they're all rowing together. When they're all rowing together. And it's commanding unity. It's commanding somebody saying, all right, row, row, 
row. It's that same concept here of saying it's all in perfect timing. It's all together. It's going to be okay. Even when it doesn't seem like things are okay. The archangel. Now we don't know who this archangel is. Could be Rambo with the gun. Could look like yours. I don't know. All right. Could be Jesus. That's my best guess. But that's a guess. But the key is this voice is above the voice of any other angel. Any time in Scripture, though, that we see an angel... I want you to toss this out loudly if you know. A little Bible study for you just for a moment. Any time we see an angel in Scripture, what is the first thing they usually say when they see a human? Fear not. Don't be afraid. Why do they say that? Because they look like your little fluttery... No, because they're scary! And here's the ark... I'm sorry, a little precious moments angel's not going to say, Don't fear me. Uh, Don't fear... No. Fear me. No, don't. Don't fear me. Okay? Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. And here's the archangel, the biggest voice of any other angel. Jesus is talked about in the Old Testament as that angel all the time. So that's my best guess. I don't know. That's what I'm giving you. And then the trumpet. Or whatever it might sound like. Well, for those of you that like you know, Narnia movies and Lord of the Rings movies trumpet. What does it do in those cases? It's a declaration, but it also sends the enemy into panic. Sends the enemy totally into panic during war. So this trumpet right here, you ready for it? Gonna get a little weird just for a moment. The dead in Christ, or those that have died, are going to raise to life before you and I, and they're going to be caught up with Jesus in the clouds. That's what it teaches us. Now, do we know exactly what that looks like? No, because that's crazy. So imagine all the graves, all the people that have said yes to Christ. All of a sudden, you're going to see probably some crazy stuff happening. Just imagine what the media is going to look like then. I mean, think about that. And so here it is. This is biblical. Look it up. That happens first. And just a little side note here. A little side note. Out of this scripture is where we get cremation from. From Cremation was actually a pagan ritual. So were Christmas trees. But we use them to glorify Christ. Cremation can be used to glorify Christ now too. It's about the heart, not about the action. But cremation started basically saying... Literally cremation meant screw you God. It was basically saying, God, I don't believe what Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, that when I'm cremated, good luck putting me back together in the clouds. You can't do it. That's where cremation comes from, if you didn't know that. Now... We cremate today for financial reasons, for biblical reasons, and that's fine. I don't, don't feel guilty. There's nothing wrong with cremation. But that's where it stemmed from. Now, when we're caught up, this word caught up, everybody say caught up. Caught up. That's sermon title, the sermon series. The reason I didn't call this a rapture is because the word rapture is not in the Bible. The word rapture, though, comes from, it's, it's known as the Latin Vulgate. It's a translation. It's Latin, rapture, or rapture, which means to be caught up. It's just a word to describe it. It's not bad if we use that word to describe what it means to be caught up. When this happens, this is talking about the rapture. So just really clear here. The rapture is this. When you and I say yes to a relationship with Christ, we know Him. The dead rise first, we rise, we're caught up, okay? Some believe that happens before God judges the world. Some believe it happens in the middle of when He judges the world. Some believe it happens after He judges the world. That's known as the Great Tribulation. You can, you can study it. There's some great things on Google. Just make sure it's Christ-based and biblical-based. 
See, Paul's words here were not to bring fear. And be caught, well, that's scary. What does that look like? Well, how did... But rather for us to calm down and be of good cheer. What if we offer hope and we show through our declaration of our faith and our actions and our faith that we know the hope that we hold to be true in hopeless situations? See, Jesus is the only one that brings hope to hopelessness. We can't do it on our own. And every Sunday, all the time, man, if you have not said yes to a relationship with Him, man, just text yes to us. We just want to pray with you. Got the number on the screen. Just text yes. Giving your life to Christ means I believe it in my heart and I confess with my mouth that He is Lord and He is Savior of my life. He meets you where you're at. It's nothing we're ever going to shove down your throat, but it's something I want you to receive when you're ready to receive it. Now, if you've received that, let's continue to be the hope of the world. Amen? Amen. Come on, can we give Him some praise and let's pray. Come on. Hey, um... Can we just also thank uh, Kylie and our team this morning? Aren't they great, guys? Can we just thank them? Let's, let's pray together, and then uh, we don't know if it's the end of the world or not, all right? But the, we're closer now than we were before. So don't fear, okay? Know that God's Word is true. And the more that we see in life, the more that we see the Bible true. It's incredible. Be okay. If you haven't read it in a while, download the Version app. Read a verse a day. Start somewhere. Just allow God to speak to you. Allow Him to bring healing to wherever you need healing right now. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You for who You are. I thank You, God, that You are using our church to bring hope to this community. Would You not stop? We want to offer You, Lord, all the praise. God, we don't want to be the receivers of that. We want you to be. We want to give you the glory and we thank you for everything. We thank you for the stories, the lives you touch, the people you touch. I thank you for, for Bob King and the other people that have been gracious and, and giving. I thank you, Lord, for families that are taking a step of faith and planting a church, Lord. I thank you for the, the family we're helping this year at, at Christmas. I thank you, Lord, for... Um, for those this morning that I know you're working on their heart to say yes to you. I thank you for those in our community, Lord, that know you're real and that you're touching them. You're starting with them somewhere. God, may we serve you. May we honor you in everything that we say and do. Lord, have your way in this place. And can we just all say amen together? Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.